0: Sif Podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience
1: Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks We aren't sure about the rest of the world But here, we all pee the same color It's Sif
0: It's not true <laughs> All depends on how much water you drink Right? You can't say that for sure Well, maybe they were dehydrating
1: everybody equally. (laughs) At NASA? At NASA. Couldn't be. Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live on Mixler every Friday or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. I'm Aaron Dizer from YourMovieFriend.com, joined by Andrew Ormsby from Flick Freaks. Ahoy! Usually we'll have a guest guru on as well today. We're doing the duo. Woo! Just the two of us today. We talking us. about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. Um, we're going to talk some, some good stuff today. Yes. Hidden indeed. Figures, which is a movie getting a lot of buzz. Uh, going to chat a little bit about that. Uh, We're going to do Best Ever Challenge today on Octavia Spencer, of all people. Yeah. I kind of love these Best Ever Challenges, where it's, you know, somebody you wouldn't think, like, doing Best Ever Brad Pitt movies or Tom Cruise movies, that's one thing. But, like, Octavia Spencer, that seems a little more fun to me.
0: We could have done, you know, Best Ever Kevin Costner movie. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Octavia, that's something out of the norm. And I think it's, you know, like, spice it up.
1: Yeah. Spice it up. And we'll finish with some buried treasure at the end. But we like to start with Do We Care?
0: Do we care? Every single week we have three topics that we choose from from the entertainment media and we decide if we care about them or not. First one up, Tilikum, the killer whale orca who is featured in the documentary Blackfish who is famous worldwide for killing trainers at SeaWorld has passed away about two hours ago at this point. Uh, I care. I I've, do do as well. I, I think it's really sad. Have you seen Blackfish? One of my favorite documentaries ever. Okay. It's actually my number two, or yeah, my number two documentary.
1: Wow. Yeah. I get that. I totally get that. And now I'm trying to think of what my number two documentary of all time is. I know my number one.
0: I just, I'm curious.
1: King of Kong. King of Kong. Oh, is my number the, one documentary the video game time. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that documentary. Very good. Um, and I may have. Uh, well, let's let's not get off track. Sure, that documentary is very powerful. I totally get why it would be one of your your favorite. It's about something that a lot of people didn't realize about orcas or Sea World, uh, or yeah, or Sea World in general. Uh, it has been accused of being one sided, um, and so there's a lot of debate about, about that stuff. But I don't think you can debate that this is not how these animals were intended to live in these places. Yeah. You know what I mean? In like these you can, tiny
0: little you can no debate, light.
1: Like being humane. Like you can debate some of that stuff. And I don't know uh, you know, necessarily where the truth lies exactly, but after watching this documentary, you definitely get an understanding of uh this isn't a good situation and it needs to stop. Yeah. I think.
0: No, I totally get it. And it's truly heartbreaking. Uh the whale was thirty thirty six, I believe, thirty six years old. Not for sure how long uh, Orcas live. For. I can look that up. Okay, um, but yeah, the documentary, if you haven't seen it, yes, it has been accused, as Aaron said, of being one-sided, but for me personally, that does not take away from how absolutely fascinating it is to watch. A male is expected to live
1: 17 years Wow! in captivity, so that's... and a
0: female, 30 years. Okay, because Tillicum was a female, so. Okay. Yeah. That's um, right, that's right super sad to hear this yeah um but uh i you know it's
1: uh it's just it's rough and they're they're done with orca shows right once they retire their their orcas from their yeah they're not show. getting more yeah so. i think that's right and I'm, I'm glad i am as well um there's there's a really interesting balance it takes to to understand why certain animals should be in captivity like what like when when is it okay for like say for instance a zoo to yeah. have animals to display, um, those kind of things. And I love uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom when they talk about, you know, we take in animals that need to be here and our hope is to be able to, you know, release them and, and those kind of things. So
0: that's actually what a lot of zoos, because I'm my one of my favorite pastimes of all time, one of my favorite things in the world to do is to go to zoos. I love yeah. zoos. A lot of zoos today are transferring from exhibition to rehabilitation yeah for the, animals. from being
1: exploitative to be you know rehabilitating yeah
0: exactly and which is great because yeah, absolutely. a lot of animals won't make it out in the wild because of injuries or stuff or deforestation or poaching even and to have areas where it's safer for them to be albeit smaller enclosements but uh at least they can get better and then be re-released yeah. into the wild. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. What's next? Number two, The Magic School Bus. One of my favorite shows growing up is making its return with all new episodes to Netflix. Do I, we care? I I don't,
1: but only because I missed that. <laughs> like, that wasn't in my range. Oh, uh, okay. So, and it wasn't in my kids' range. I think my kids missed the end of that. I think the magic, the magic school bus was finishing out when when our kids started to be old enough to kind of watch PBS. It was on PBS, right? It was, yep. Um, but I remember it. It made enough of a splash that I remember it. But it, you know, I didn't obviously see it growing up, and my kids didn't really watch it either. So
0: yeah, that was the thing. Uh, magic school bus was always the one that they showed during school. That Bill Nye, uh, Wishbone, and uh, Magic School Bus. So I was right in that wheelhouse. Yeah. So what? Well, th- tell me a little bit
1: about why it's why it like <clears throat> because appeal to you, like what. It
0: was kids excited about learning, and I think that's very unique, especially (laughs) for The Times, because they had a cool, wacky teacher who could do magic <laughs> and... Right, because the concept was the school bus would shrink or do other things. Or take them into outer
1: space. Yeah. And stuff like that, so... So it could go anywhere and yeah. learn about anything.
0: Yeah, she would kidnap and torture children <laughs> for 20 minutes an episode, and then the parents would forgive her at the end of, you know, oh, every my episode. goodness. Like, there was literally an episode where they took she took the kids to Pluto. Uh-huh. And one of the kids was like, I'm freaking out. And he took his helmet off and he froze. (laughs) No, it did not happen in this show for children.
1: It happened. One of the children froze. Now, certainly he came back somehow. Like their
0: magic brought him back. Okay. Yeah, the magic brought him back, but he took his helmet off in space (laughs) and he turned into an icicle. It's a horror film. It's horrifying. And the next scene you see him, he has the sniffles. (laughs) That's all that happened. Total magic! Oh,
1: uh, that's hilarious! I'm glad we talked about it, if for no other reason to hear that story. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when I was growing up, uh, the big stuff was like Mister Rogers and Sesame Street, Captain and Kangaroo, Captain Kangaroo. Yep. Yes. Uh, when my kids were growing up, it was like Backyardigans. Do you remember Backyardigans? Yeah, that was like their jam. So yeah. that kind of stuff. But
0: yeah. I, I got, I think I got the tail end of uh, Mister Rogers because he came on. Right before uh, Bob Ross, I think. Yeah. So, like... Could be. I was like, hey, there's the happy neighbor dude. Now <laughs> the I want, happy I want neighbor dude. The happy neighbor dude followed right by the happy tree guy. <laughs> there so you go. That's how, that's how you look at it. Everything was happy nice. after school. And then I watched The Simpsons. <laughs> so, The not-so-happy family. By the by, The Simpsons is turning 30 this year. Yeah. Whoa. It's crazy. Isn't it? It's, it's awesome. All right, I love it. Number three. A petition on change.org is now up to make Princess Leia an official Disney princess.
1: I thought this petition, I do actually care about this, even though it seems silly. I thought this petition was already alive. Mm -hmm. I thought this was going on before Carrie Fisher passed away.
0: Um, I thought Am I th- wrong about that? I, I just thought, thought I'd was, heard I rumblings was, of it. I thought there was an atti- or a petition to make her not an official Disney princess because people... Uh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Because people wanted to you know, s- separate Star Wars from Disney because they weren't happy with like, we don't want Mickey Mouse and you know Donald Duck and all those in our Star Wars movies so we want to keep it separate. But now, after her passing, I think that, that the tides have changed and they want to make her official. This really
1: doesn't matter in in the scheme of things, right? Or does it matter to you? Not at all. Yeah, I don't think this really matters, like in the large scheme of things, obviously. But I mean, it's interesting. It's I don't. Not even saying know. we don't care
0: about Carrie Fisher's legacy at all. No,
1: and and I don't, and I think there's something valuable about having all kinds of different "quote unquote" princesses for you know little girls to look up to, or yeah. little boys to look up to, or whatever. But I I just think it's it, it's definitely a different kind of princess. You know her her spunk in spirit in the Star Wars movies mm-hmm. is you know totally different than Belle or Jasmine or you know those kind of things.
0: Yeah, she's uh she can take care of herself. Yeah, she doesn't she doesn't put up with Han and all of his.
1: Are there any other official Disney princesses that are non animated?
0: No, she would be the first live act live.
1: See, that would be more of a reason to keep her out for that I could think of. That would be the only you know if you're just staying in the animated films. Yeah. That would be the reason. Could be wrong. Can't think of... By the way, who's keeping this list? Like, who's... Like, is this an actual list? Like, does Disney actually have an official princess
0: list? Yeah, I think they do. All right, we're going to look it up. The official Disney list. Yeah, you look that up, because uh, I'm curious. They have to have an official list, because you'd have Snow White, Cinderella, Jasmine, uh Brave. There's even. an official
1: list. There's 11 of them right now. How uh, many of
0: the 11 official... Disney
1: princesses. Can Andrew name? Mulan is not one. I'm going to type. There's
0: original eight, and then three have been added. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to type them up so I don't say them twice. All
1: right, go ahead. Mulan is one. She is one. She is one. Because I
0: didn't think she was actually a princess.
1: Mulan is an official Disney princess. She's one of
0: the original eight. Okay, so Jasmine. Okay, so original eight. Aurora from Sleeping Beauty. Yep. Cinderella. Yep. Snow White. Yep. That's five of the original eight. Uh, I'm going to add one that's not in the original eight, Princess and the Frog. Do you know her name? I do not. I've never seen the movie. Tiana. Tiana, okay. okay is so that's one on of the new three. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's 11, you said. Mm-hmm. So I'm up to six. Uh, original Disney princesses. Is Pocahontas on that list? Pocahontas is. Okay. Is she in the new ones? Okay. Uh, no, she's in the original eight. Okay. Um, Let's see here. Moana? No, she's not a princess. No. And that's... Uh, uh, Mo-
1: princess moana from the movie moana is expected to join the lineup but she would be number 12
0: okay uh, i don't know any of the princess's names from frozen so uh they are not on the list good because the movie's bad that movie is not bad I hate frozen so much <laughs> oh come on um i think that's going to do it for me just off the top of my come head come on come on you didn't say Belle. i did didn't i no you didn't say bell i swear i said Belle from Slee- or beauty and the beast mm-hmm I said, uh, but yeah, I, I did know it. So, okay. yeah, I just didn't Belle, say you
1: also didn't say Ariel.
0: Oh. From Little Mermaid. That slipped my mind. Good so, thing. those are
1: the eight. I think that's all of the eight. The original eight. Because you had the hateful eight. You okay. had the eight and plus uh, Tiana. So, only two more of the new ones Rapunzel from Tangled. Okay. And Merida from Brave, the only Pixar princess. Never saw
0: Brave. So, I didn't know she was a princess. So,
1: so there you go. There's that's the official list.
0: Good, good list. Yeah, uh, Maker Twelve, I guess first. Live yeah, Moana action. makes it an even dozen. Yeah, a baker's dozen after
1: the uh, after Frozen. The, uh, Leia. I don't think they'll add Leia because they are all animated. I actually think that's a good reason not to add Leia. Keep okay. it in the animated Disney World because mm-hmm. once you go live action princess, and you're also talking, you're also not talking about an original Disney property. It's a bought Disney property. Yeah. So you know, then you could start going with like Marvel. Like, what are some Marvel princesses that you know? would want to be in there or what's what's the guardians of the galaxy you know yeah that's true you know what i'm saying i'm just i'm just saying I, it makes sense makes sense keep it animated keep it in-house come up with your own princesses don't <laughs> yeah, buy them that's right exactly <laughs> all right let's talk about hidden figures Woo!
0: you have identification on
1: we're just on our way to work at nasa sir
0: i had no idea they hired there are quite a few women Working in the space program.
1: We're going to talk hidden figures, and Andrew has literally just finished watching the movie, so I always love that. Uh, We got some real fresh thoughts, so I'm going to let you start. Before you do, if you don't know about the movie, it follows the story of three African-American women who worked in the West Computing Division of NASA in Virginia, I believe, during a time when racial tension was at a big high in this country and where people were trying to figure out how to move through it. Uh, and some untold stories that I'm really glad are finally being told. So, Andrew, what did you think
0: in general of Hidden Figures? Really liked it. Yeah, this is back in the days whenever NASA was originally based at Langley. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I uh, I
1: think it, I either am going with a very strong like or a slight love. Like it's it's right on the border there for me. I I think this movie is awesome. Yeah, I think it's really well done and really important. You know. So there's sometimes movies are really important, Mm -hmm. but they don't necessarily hit me in all the right ways. And there's sometimes when movies are greatly made, but they're not necessarily important. I love it when a movie can do both.
0: Exactly. And as you guys know, I am a sucker for true stories and especially untold true stories. Yeah. So this definitely hit like all the right notes for me.
1: And I always do, I always go to, you know, Wikipedia or wherever right afterwards to kind of see how the real life, you know, events match up. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, this is because I thought maybe they did like a conglomeration yeah. of people and built them into kind of one person uh, oh, yeah. for each of these people. But no, these are three real people. And the stories you see about what you know they did are all real, true stories. And I love that.
0: All three of them, in a sense, you know, were the first in their fields to do specific mm-hmm. things. Which yeah. Is phenomenal.
1: Absolutely. Let's talk about some of the specifics. What did you like about it? And again, you're real fresh from it, yeah. so...
0: Man, Taraji P. Henson is great. Right? So good! She is so good!
1: <laughs> yeah. No, she she kills it in this for sure.
0: Man. Her best performance ever.
1: Um, what did you think of Janelle Monet?
0: That was the third...
1: Mm-hmm. Not Octavia Spencer. So,
0: um, she was good, but her character wasn't used enough for me to really get emotionally involved with her. Yeah, But uh, whenever she was on screen... Uh, she was great. Yeah. I thought she did a real good job.
1: And uh, uh, how do you pronounce the guy's name?
0: Marshala Ali. Marshala.
1: Marshala Ali. Yeah, yeah, was also in this. He's in everything. Because he's in everything now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Good for him. He's good.
1: Yeah. No, he's he's great in this too, although another small role. It's not yeah. like he's in it a ton. But that was actually one of the things I wanted to talk about, about liking this movie. Mm-hmm. So I'll start there. I think this movie had a really great understanding of what stories were important to tell more of and what stories could have been a little bit less. So I didn't when you have three different stories that you're trying to learn about and understand, the temptation, I think, is to give them all equal time. Yeah. And this movie didn't do that. You know, for the most of the part, we are with Tarashi, uh Tarashi uh, Tarashi P..: Henson. Yeah, Tarashi's character. Yeah. And I think that's right. I think that's the story that we want to follow the most, and then we can learn about those other stories when it's appropriate. And I thought the movie really did a good job of knowing when it was time to go back to one of those other stories for a little bit Mm -hmm. and then come back in the main story.
0: But that is kind of a double-edged sword because there are times when you're like, well, you know, maybe I want to know a little bit more about this story here. Maybe they didn't give it its due diligence, but you are right that the main story you want to hear here is Catherine Taraji's character.
1: Yeah, Catherine Johnson, I think, was her name.
0: Yeah, and uh, I like how they sprinkle in because they were there, but they sprinkle in, like, john glenn and people like that mm-hmm. who yeah. just recently passed away and uh it's a story about taraji's character Catherine getting him up into space and <laughs> yeah making the math happen and math genius stories always get me i'm fascinated by it because it's my worst subject ever so whenever i see people who are savants at it like yeah. uh, a beautiful mind for example is another one that comes to to mind here uh You know, it just fascinates me that there are people out there who can see the world in numbers.
1: That's, that's interesting because that's probably why stories about daredevils fascinate me so much because I'm such not one, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it's like, how can somebody do that? I just don't understand. So, um, yeah, I thought, I thought they all did a good job. I thought the, the story was very cohesive, very interesting, also very entertaining. I thought it was funny at points, a lot of good humor in it, Mm -hmm. um, I think the, the other thing I wanted to, to uh, bring to light was the, um, the idea that in a movie like this you're dealing with something so important like racism. It can be very easy to go into some of the tropes of uh, – you've seen many of these movies have what's called a like a white hero complex – where even though they're dealing with racism, there's a white hero involved. Now, some may point to Kevin Costner's character in this as that, but I don't think so. I think Not it's much. handled really well. Yeah. And they also might fall into uh, the white villain territory, where you know it's it's the white person who is absolutely horrible and completely yeah. racist. And I think it's much more powerful to show a world where white people are being subtly racist and they don't really realize it, or some are being more racist and they don't really realize it. I think that's more powerful because it feels more authentic to me exactly. than than the extremes. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, like the like Brad Pitt in 12 Years of Slave. Yeah, Just coming he's the in white hero. He's yeah, yeah. the white
1: hero. Or you have... Uh, who was it in The Help? Was it Emma
0: Stone in The Help? Who was... Uh, I think it was Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, yeah. Because uh, yeah. Emma Stone was the good one, who was the hero, and then Bryce Dallas Howard was the villain
1: right yeah 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 so uh, it had both you know so exactly. there's always something that like and and i i get it you know, i under understand that those people movie? Yeah. i i get it that those people exist and existed right mm-hmm. like i'm not saying that those people didn't exist on either side for that matter just
0: don't put a spotlight on it's like keep looking at this person here
1: right exactly And in this movie i think really did a great job of saying racism was slash is real yeah and it and Good people are racist, and they don't even realize it sometimes. Yeah. The, you know, there's specific scenes in this movie, and maybe, I won't touch on them here, maybe we'll go into them in the in the spoiler section, uh, in the spoiler podcast, but there are scenes in this movie that really show that that what we could would consider blatant racism now, that was subtle racism then, yeah. if that makes sense. So I, I really enjoyed that.
0: It's because people didn't realize back then they were being racist, because... It was just. Well, that's, I mean, that's the case, right? Yeah.
1: And, and I think that's just why we all have to be humble enough to really check ourselves, you know, because you don't always realize that something you think is okay or all right, how it's impacting somebody else. And until you put yourself in their shoes, really, I think you're, you know, you can be stubborn in that way. And, and I think we all fall into it. Yeah. So, that's good. What else did you like about it?
0: So, um, I'm a huge science guy, even though I'm bad at math. Space and NASA is like one of my favorite subjects. So, to see a story at the forefront that does science well, they don't make it also because it's based on a true story. The fact that they treat the subject matter with such respect as to trying to get the science accurate, yeah. And to see how not only it was a race against, you know, the science, it was a race against it was the Cold War, yeah. So, I liked how every now and then they threw in like. Oh, the Russians threw like up in the space and, uh, yep. Dog is orbiting the planet now. Yeah. And it died. And, uh, <laughs> then they're going to throw a mannequin into space and then they threw a person in space. So the Russians are beating. I love how constant. you say through.
1: <laughs> it's like they're all standing there with. Just throwing people well, into space. Well, what a lot
0: of people don't know is that the Russians actually built giant catapults and they just <laughs> launched stuff into space that way. That's how they were able to beat us, is because they didn't need man s-
1: Manned space flight via trebuchet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> giant trebuchets with giant skyscrapers we call it as the counterweights. Trebuchet Shuttle. Trebuchet Shuttle. That is brilliant. <laughs> so Um, i I would not want to be a cosmonaut
1: my brother (laughs) is a big uh space nerd too he loves nasa and stuff and he he grumbles a little bit about how that funding continues to go down and we're just not excited about things anymore uh although i i do sense i think 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 it's changing i do think it's changing i think people are getting excited about getting to mars i i can kind of sense that yeah um, about understanding what deeper space travel might look like um but I I wondered because I'm not I'm not necessarily like a space nerd I'm fine just you know living here on Earth and sure yeah. you know cozying up in my bed and watching movies um, <laughs> you can watch about movies about people, space. about people going <laughs> yeah that's into all space. you need uh, so I did wonder if how it would play to somebody who loves that kind of stuff so oh,
0: yeah it was great I listen to like Star Talk Neil deGrasse Tyson's mm-hmm. podcast I listen to that weekly and I just try to keep up on everything that's going on in NASA or SpaceX or all those other you know you know Final frontier, you know, companies out there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, they treated the subject matter with respect and they did it well. So I,
1: I love the I love the title of this movie. Movie Hidden Figures is a great title. Uh, double meaning, really cool. Yep. Um, I did think of an alternative title that probably doesn't work perfectly, but I also love what's that? Space race?
0: Space? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That was probably one that they pitched. I and, bet. I'm sure it, somebody mentioned it. And and there was somebody there that was like, no, we, 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 nope, nope. no nope, has been quite work. Nope, yep. I, I see what you did there, but nope. <laughs> I uh, love that. Uh, anything you didn't like about it? So uh, there was a couple performances in this movie that I just didn't buy because maybe it's, I'll get for Jim Parsons. I'll just say that. He's supposed to be the counter to Catherine Taraji's character Mm -hmm. as far as like they're, you know, butting heads constantly. But seeing him as Sheldon for so long. It was hard. It's hard to, you know, separate his character from that. Also, um, Kirsten Dunst, um, I could have, I think she she was on the right track. I think she could have done a little bit better as, you know, making her character not disdainable, but just, you know, like,
1: but uh, that's here we, we go again. But
0: that's what we're talking about
1: with not like a, you know, having it just be a clear white villain. She was kind of the white villain character in the same way Costner was kind of the white hero character. But yeah, you know what I mean? So, uh, I mean, you kind of have to have that tension a little bit.
0: But I'm w- I saying like she could have done a little bit more for me where I was like, okay, yeah, she's just like almost to the point of n- unnecessary. Yeah, it's you're
1: right about that. You could almost cut her out of the movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, for sure.
0: I, I'm i trying to think. There wasn't much I didn't like about this movie.
1: No, I agree. The only thing I could think of, and I, I've, I think the last time I mentioned this, this type of problem was with uh, Saving Mr. Banks. Hated uh, that movie. And the problem, I actually really like that movie, but the problem I had with it and the problem I have with this is very similar. There's all, even though this isn't a Disney movie, by the way, this is 20th Century Fox. Yeah. But there's almost a Disney sheen. Sometimes that you can kind of sense. And I don't mean that it's PG. In fact, I love that it's PG. I think it's great that, you know, it's a family movie and, and that kind of stuff. But there's this thing that happens where all the edges get sanded off and it, it starts to feel a little inauthentic to me because the people don't seem as real as I want them to. I, it's hard to explain, but I felt the same way in Saving Mr. Banks where it was just like all the edges seem sanded off and it, and it makes for a nice frictionless experience. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there is something about you know showing us something our main characters did that we wouldn't agree with, or that you know something that made their life a, you know a little more real. And I, I mean, it touches on some you know uh, parenting things, maybe a little bit, but um, but you get to the end and it's just. And by the way, this is a very minor point. I really loved this movie. I gave it an A minus. But I so. see what you're
0: saying. Though. Do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like the uh, the FL Diamond characters. They're yeah, flawless. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, and it, there there is something about you know painting a little with a little of a broader brush with these characters so that we can get to know them as, you know, real human beings because there are a lot of great people, but we're all people. We're all humans and we all have things we're working through and issues we're dealing with. So, yeah. Um I I don't know. Again, a very minor thing. Uh I think the the movie overall is great. Yeah. Final so, thought? Um Do you want a sequel? One more thing, <laughs> a sequel. I'd love to know about more of these women. Yeah. I mean that's a big computing group. Yeah. Uh and I mean fascinating stuff. So I actually wouldn't I mean it would be weird for <laughs> for this sequel to come out, but no. I I don't think uh Can't I don't think for I would hit be a problem. I'm I'm not see here's the thing. I know a lot of people hate sequels and prequels and based you know, based off a TV show and no new original ideas. I get it. I totally I love an original idea on film i really do but i don't i don't care where it comes from let me watch the movie and decide if it was a good experience you know what i mean like i don't it doesn't matter to me if i can't see why they would do something if they make a great movie because a great example would be the jungle book a lot of people you know were saying why do you even make that movie you know why do you have to remake this and these anime because they're doing with a lot of the animated movies that's
0: i was one of those people and i'm just like
1: i'll wait and watch the movie and guess what i watched jungle book it was great I was, I'm glad it exists. So, in other times, I'm like, that didn't need to exist. But you know, so, I always wait till after the, the movie to say that.
0: Probably what I should do. Give them the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. Well, it's or not at least easy because we all have opinions, right? Yeah. You know? Well, so, like my preconceived notions for the live-action Lion King coming out, I'm like, just leave it alone. It's my right, favorite. It's my favorite Disney right, movie. Just don't right. touch it.
1: I get that. I totally get that. Yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't have to detract, no matter what it is. It doesn't have to detract and from the original Lion King. And it makes sense
0: in my mind. Like I know seeing a live-action version of a movie, and we're getting off topic here, but seeing a live-action version of a movie doesn't make the original property bad. Right.
1: But you And know, the Lion King has been... A different version I mean it's yeah. been on
0: stage for a long time that's very true that's very true. so you
1: know it's just another different version of telling that that same story so yeah I yeah I just I give it the benefit of the doubt did you have one more thing um
0: not really I just I like these characters a lot and uh, my
1: one more thing would probably be uh, Kevin Costner when he's at his Costnery Costnery-ish ist yeah <laughs> Costnerist it's one of his best performances in a long time I really like him I, I really like when Costner's just being Costner, and yeah. he has some really good moments in this. He does, so, yeah. So that would be my one more thing.
0: Yeah. The movie was funnier than I uh, anticipated it yeah. being, so yeah, that'd be good my stuff. one last thing. I think that's a recommend. Oh, yeah. From the entire Sif Pop team. Woo! Uh, oh, see also fingers. my number one movie uh, of the year.
1: <laughs> I mean, technically it's a 2016 movie, so... Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh,
0: dang it. No, it's hard.
1: It's so hard, because, ah. you know... Listen, if, if I have a screener of it, it's a 2016 movie. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, okay. yeah. But it, it is just going wide. So it's for most people, it's a 2017 movie. All right. For sure. Uh, let's talk a little bit uh, about Patreon and specifically uh, the brand new Patreon podcast feed that we're really excited about. You guys checking out. Uh, you may listen to this on podcast. You may listen to it live. Uh, either way, if you support... The podcast network that Sif Pop is a part of, Studio DNA Podcast Network, you will get a podcast feed that is dedicated just for the supporters of the network that not only includes every episode of the shows on the network, but also includes bonus episodes that you don't get to hear necessarily in the main feed. Uh, Every show that's done live, we do an exclusive pre-show live. That episode is in there. Sometimes there's bonus episodes. Uh, Last week on Sif Pop, Danae talked about other awards that she wanted to give. That is only available in that patron bonus feed. That's the only place you can get that episode. So um, if you're interested in supporting what goes on here and with other podcasts on the network, we'd highly appreciate it. It's only three bucks every month to get started. And just go to Patreon.com slash Studio DNA. Woo. Thank you. I always have to say thank you. Absolutely. seriously. No, Thank it's you.
0: so awesome that people help us out. Like Absolutely. That. They're the best. Speaking of being the best. Yup. I see the, what you did there. Let's
1: do the best ever challenge. I love this one this week. Uh, Octavia Spencer movies. Now, just to clarify, the best ever challenge names the best movies in a certain category. So we're not talking about best Octavia Spencer performances. We're talking about the best movies that are in Octavia Spencer's filmography. Crucial difference. Yes. So we're going to do something a little bit new on the Best Ever Challenge. We're still going to count down from number three to number one, but we're also going to allow each other to play what I'm calling right now a trump card. Yeah. So if at any point, despite the implications about our future president, uh, at any point, if I mention a movie that andrew got higher on his list, he can just say trump card, yeah. and we'll wait to talk about it until... It's his turn to talk about it, and And likewise the other way. Then we'll both talk about it. Then, so that's the way we've decided to do it. We'll start with number three, Andrew. What is your number three, Octavia Spencer movie? This one, Hidden Figures. (laughs) Good. I usually don't actually include the one that just came out in my choices, Uh, and I think, I think it would still be honorable mention on mine. Okay. So, um, so yeah, Uh, but that's wow after just seeing it. Yeah, in your top three. Exactly. I should say if you look up Octavia Spencer's filmography,
0: 122 films. She's, she's been credited in a lot
1: with. of movies. Yeah. So there's a lot of choices here. Uh my number 3 is Snowpiercer. Trump card. All right. Continue on. Your number 2. Snowpiercer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll let you start. I'll let you start. Um Snowpiercer <laughs> is one of those movies that I think is underseen. Uh stars Chris Evans in this, you know, train that is keeping people alive on Earth because the earth has gotten I think too cold. And so but this train just keeps on moving. So apparently the entirety of the planet is in this one train and the caste system of this train, the society system, is from the back of the train to the front, like as far as poor to rich. Yeah. And so it's just it's it's kind of about struggling to get out of your situation. But move up the train but in a really crazy and mind-blowing world. Tilda Swinton gives an amazing performance in it. Uh, it's, I forget, it's good stuff.
0: I forget the uh, the thieves' names, but the uh, I think the Korean gentleman and his mm-hmm. daughter, they're the best part of that movie.
1: This movie... And, there, and you may know them from his other movies, too.
0: Yeah, he was in The Good, The Bad, and The was Weird.
1: It, wasn't he in... Um, oh, I just forgot the name of the movie. Uh, I think it's called The Host. Yes, he's in the host. Yeah, I same guy who
0: directed the host did Snowpiercer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, host is such an underrated. I totally sci-fi agree. Film. Yeah, I love. I love. So good. I love Host. Yeah. Whenever people say that you know there's no longer any original ideas coming out of Hollywood, not paying attention, point to Snowpiercer <laughs> and say original. <laughs> yeah. This movie Drop is the mic. This movie is crazy weird. Yeah. But also crazy good. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, number two for you. My number two is Zootopia. Ah, that was one of my honorable mentions.
1: Uh, I really love this movie. It's it came out early in the in a year, you know, last year, mm-hmm. where there were so many great animated films that I think it gets forgotten a little bit. But we talk about with, um, uh, you know this this movie. Uh, why is the name slipping? Hidden Figures. Oh, okay. We yeah. talk about with Hidden Figures being both a great movie and an important movie. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way about Zootopia. It is a great movie. It is also a very important movie. In fact, about the same topic, race yeah, social, relations.
0: social implications it, in this are rampant.
1: Yeah, and uh, and I think that's really valuable and very well done. So Zootopia was my number two.
0: Nice. Moving on to number one. Number one? The Help. Yeah, I had it in my honorable mentions. Okay. I'm curious as to what your number one is. Probably in my honorable mentions. I think yours, the help- is, pro- yours is probably Bad Santa <laughs> <laughs> is your number one. No, no, the Help. I mean, it just really got me. And there were parts of that movie that I did not see coming. Obviously, the pie scene. Um, but I think that everybody the was pie scene. Everybody was on their A game. Viola Davis, Octavia Spencer, Emma Stone. The cast yeah, in this great. movie. It's great. Everybody was firing on all cylinders. <laughs> great story and it's not the difference between the help and hidden figures is because the help is not a story that's groundbreaking or world changing but at the same time is still really important
1: yeah i think it gets some criticism that is that is correct uh about the white hero stuff and that kind of stuff but i but i but i still think it's a great film and an important one to watch yeah and great performances for sure Nice, uh, including Octavia Spencer.
0: Number one for you. Uh,
1: my number one is Fruitvale Station.
0: Gosh, I've been wanting to see this movie you for so long. Because you should see it. Is it's the same guy who did uh, uh, what's his name? Creed? Right? Yeah. Yep. So Michael, and same actor. and Michael Michael B. Jordan is yeah. in it as well. Yeah. I've been wanting to see this movie for so long.
1: He it is his best performance. Really he is phenomenal in Fruitvale Station. Octavia Spencer is phenomenal in Fruitvale Station as well. But, um, and it's a movie that keeps getting more and more relevant. Like it just, it it dealt with when I saw Fruitvale Station, it deals with, um, a race influenced officer shooting. Let's just say that. Oh, okay. Um, that wasn't as much in the news. I'm not saying it wasn't happening. I'm just saying it wasn't as much in our constant news culture as it is now. And it just becomes more and more, you know, with Black Lives Matter and different things that, you know, continue to build. Uh, it just becomes more and more relevant. I think Fruitvale Station is a great one to watch. Nice. That's my number one. What else do you have for your uh, honorable, honorable mentions? mentions. Yeah.
0: So Coach Carter. Really like the Sam Jackson okay. movie. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's a sports movie. So, yeah, it's got me. Uh, I did put Bad Santa just as a <laughs> shout out to our friends over at Cinema <laughs> Uh, and I put. Those... I wondered
1: if you were making a bad Santa reference for, the, for yeah, the SinCast folks.
0: Exactly. I just wanted them to hear that. We've
1: got actually. I should say a lot of our new listeners because uh, I guessed it on the the SinCast yeah. recently. I
0: hear you're going back came... possibly. In I, the
1: future. I don't. I it's, I it's not up to me to yeah. to to spoil when. But yes, plans are being made that's, possibly to, to head over there again. But no, I'm I'm glad. Love to have you guys along.
0: Final shout out, uh, Sam Raimi Spider Man. Yes. But yeah, she, I
1: saw that that, was, that she was in that.
0: I remember her scene very well, and it was hilarious. Because <laughs> so, she was uh, in the Macho Man Randy Savage scene. That's right. She was the one like, y'all too skinny for this, and <laughs> next! And I was like, oh, Octavia Spencer, you got so much sass. <laughs> uh,
1: the only one you haven't mentioned that's in my uh, honorable mentions is Being John Malkovich.
0: Yeah, she's
1: the lady in the elevator. <laughs> uh, and I I haven't watched that in a few years and I want to go back to it so bad. I See, love I love uh Spike Jones, Charlie Kaufman, you know, their whole thing. So that that is definitely one I want to revisit. It's a weird but movie. It is a weird, weird movie, movie, but I love weird movies.
0: People are always saying Hollywood doesn't have original (laughs) ideas. Point to Snowpiercer and being John Malkovich. And then drop the mic. And then drop
1: the mic. (laughs) All right, moving on. We're going to finish off, of course, with our buried treasure. Uh, I'll go ahead and go first. Please do. Uh, In honor of our host emeritus, Danae Hughes. I'm doing an app today.
0: (gasps) Uh,
1: It's one second a day. Have you you heard of this? Mm -mm. So basically, it's an app where it just makes it very easy for every day. It'll remind you. And you just take a little bit of video of what you're doing, and it can be a video you've already shot for the day, or a picture you've already taken for the day. Mm-hmm. And it just, and then you just pick the one second of that video to go in. And at the end of the year, it compiles a, a full video with one second from every day of your year, huh. uh, with the date on it, and just kind of goes through it. And that's cool. So it's just kind of an automatic way to make a really cool like year retrospective. So I started it on January first. And I've just been taking a second of my day. In fact, Andrew, you're going to be in the the one second uh, from today. So what? when we're done here, I'll, nice. I'll do do the one second for today.
0: I would so forget to do that. I'm I'm bad at taking pictures. Yeah, so.
1: it's just it's nice because it just kind of gives me a reminder, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I need to do that today. And then I'll just look for something silly or interesting or fun. And if I know something interesting is happening later in the day, you mm-hmm. know, obviously I can wait and do it then. But but yeah, I I haven't necessarily been enjoying it yet. But I'm excited to see what the end product looks I think, like. I
0: think it's the final product. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You look
0: back and you're like, wow, that was worth it.
1: So I wanted to tell, I wanted to make sure I did it now mm. as opposed to like in May, you know, yeah. because now you can still get most of your year if you wanted to try it out. Or, you know, you can just do it for the month. Do it for the month of February or the month of March or, you know, do it for whatever you want to. Okay. And you can always add pictures or videos that you've taken on those days in the past. And it's
0: called One Second.
1: One Second a Day. One Second a Day. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's it.
0: What do you got? Mine is, I've been a huge fan of, uh, like I said earlier in the show, I'm a huge science guy. I love science. So Mythbusters was one of my favorite shows ever. The show is done now. But Netflix has a new original series with the B-Squad from Mythbusters called White Rabbit Project. I wondered, uh, so have you watched it? Watched the whole thing, yep. How was it? great i like it a lot it's okay. different than MythBusters. they're not busting myth they're doing top sixes in specific categories like uh, the first episode is uh, top six superpowers and they're like let's make these superpowers real let's try to have the power of flight or to wield lightning or to freeze somebody mm-hmm. and we'll find the science behind it and then they'll break down the science and then they'll have episodes that are totally different like um top six heists okay. so they'll like break down the science of how somebody broke into a specific bank or mm-hmm. uh uh what was his name uh, db booker or uh what was the name the guy who jumped out of the plane yeah, yeah yeah yeah. but they'll they'll do the science between behind that and stuff so every single episode is different and fresh and i there i think there's only 10 episodes and i blew through them all super quick oh very cool I I just need more. It was so much fun. It has Grant Imahara, Tori Bellici, yeah, and Terry Byron. Love those guys. They were so much fun, and uh, yeah, I really like it.
1: Uh, Do they have to be? Did they have to be true heists? Because I mean, Ocean's Eleven would be number one. I'm just saying. Yeah, it if was they all, could be fictional. <laughs> it was all true. Heist. All right, fine.
0: And then they'll have like an episode like uh f- the top five speed records. So like. The uh, the uh, the S seventy one Blackbird, and then they'll throw in different things like Usain Usain Bolt. Bold.
1: I was just going to say, I bet he's in that list. He is in that one. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it's really fun, and uh, I recommend it if you guys just like that kind of stuff. Very cool. Yep. Well, there it is.
1: We did it, Mister Andrew. It happened again. Oh, A podcast was made. It's amazing.
0: And let it be known <laughs> that on that day, the podcast was done.
1: Thanks so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. If you want to know more about other live and later shows on the network, you can follow the feed at Mixler.com slash Studio DNA. That's M-I-X-L-R dot com slash Studio DNA. That's also where you would listen live at that link. Uh, huge thanks to Andrew
0: for joining us again. Anything you want to plug, Andrew? Uh, am I working on anything right now? Uh, we're, we got a couple things over in the wheelhouse over at Flick Freaks. Head over to YouTube.com forward slash Flick New videos posted every single day. New Let's Plays. At the end of this month, we're going to be doing a Let's Play series for Resident Evil 7, the new game coming out. Nice. Um, A fun video that a lot of people might enjoy is a video I made. Uh, I have uh, a phobia of sharks, and I went over to Sean from Mm Geek.0, and he put me in a uh, shark attack simulator in a VR experience. And I was terrified, screaming, and crying, and he got it all on video. So you can go watch me freak out. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Yeah, you can also check out my stuff at
1: uh, youtube.com slash yourmoviefriend if you want to check that out. I do reviews of a lot of the movies that come out. Uh, I pick out five things that you might want to know about the movie and talk about them in review style. So check that out as well. Also, huge thanks to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. Support starts at 3 bucks a month. comes with some pretty fun perks. You can find out more at patreon.com slash DNA. Also, please rate and comment at your podcast player of preference, especially if you're listening in iTunes. Uh, Apple uses that information to promote the show, so we'd love for you to do that. Huge boost for us, and thank you for doing it. Uh, Anything else that you want to communicate with us about? Anything you want to say? Any ideas for the show? uh, Just feel free to email us at feedback at sifpop.com
0: and we're out boom shakalaka